0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 721, and we're looking at Matthew chapter 4, verses 23 through 25. Let's read the passage. Now Jesus began to go all over Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Then the news about him spread throughout Syria. So they brought to him all those who were afflicted, those suffering from various diseases and intense pains, the demon-possessed, the epileptics, and the paralytics, and he healed them. Large crowds followed him from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. This is the gospel according to Matthew. Matthew's writing this to show... Jewish people, that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. So he's gone through the birth narrative to show that Jesus is the legitimate son of David, that Jesus had a miraculous birth. The baptism narrative with John the Baptist, when the voice came from heaven and says, this is my son, so Jesus is the son of God. The challenge to Jesus as the son of God, the temptation from the devil And then he started gathering his disciples. Now, why not deal with all the disciples? Remember, Matthew's not giving a biography. Matthew's not giving a history. He's just covering certain points. And his issue here is the disciples specifically listed are Peter and his brother Andrew, John and his brother James. Three of them, Peter, John, and James, are the inner three, this inner circle that is so closely associated with Jesus. Andrew gets added because he's Peter's brother, but those are the only disciples mentioned so far because Matthew's covering topics and the gathering of disciples, specifically that inner circle of three. Now we begin Jesus's teaching, preaching, and healing ministry. So chapter 4, verse 23 Now, Jesus began to go all over Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Well, the words actually here are literally the whole of Galilee. Now, did he go every single place in Galilee? Well, no. And This is where often when we're dealing with the Bible, the question, when we run into words like all, every. It's when does all mean all and when does all not necessarily mean all? Well, it's language. and That's the way we speak. When I say I went all over the place, I don't mean I went every single place. I mean, I went to a lot of places. I covered a lot of ground. When I say I have looked everywhere, do I mean everywhere? No, I mean I looked a lot. I spent a lot of time looking. We use language like that. All the time, even that, all the time, meaning all the time? No, means use it a lot. So just as we use all, and a lot of times we don't mean all. Similarly, in, in the Bible, a lot of times when you see the word all, it doesn't necessarily mean all. Sometimes it does. And that's where generally the context tells us whether all means all or all just means a lot of. And here specifically, tell just from the language and the description that he doesn't mean he went to every square inch of Galilee. He meant he traveled around through Galilee, specifically teaching in their synagogues. Now, synagogue is the local village gathering place for the Jewish people. And the rules for synagogues were that you needed 10 males to form a synagogue. So you only had to have 10 Jewish families to form a synagogue. So he says synagogue, don't think building. Now, larger cities like Capernaum would have a dedicated building as the synagogue. There probably weren't that many of them, so when you go little village to little village. They don't have a dedicated building to be the synagogue. They just have a gathering place. They probably gather in somebody's home, but everybody knows where it is. Now, it says specifically teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom is this the same thing repeated or that two separate things well, i think he really means two separate things teaching in the synagogues would be specifically giving a lesson formally in the synagogue as part of their worship service whereas preaching the good news of the kingdom may occur in the synagogue may not probably more not although the subject matter may be the same so preaching the good news of the kingdom would be out and about throughout town. Teaching in the synagogue would be specifically gathered with the Jewish people in the formal setting of the synagogue. Now, preaching the good news, this is the first time we see good news in the Gospel of Matthew. So, it's really the first place we see it in the New Testament. And good news, the Greek word is euangelion, which eu, means good. Angelion means good news. We get the word angel from Anglia, I mean messenger. So, it's good news, good message. Gospel is the English of that, which just means good spell or good story. So, but this is the first place we see it in Matthew's gospel, the good news of the kingdom. Now, sometimes Matthew says kingdom of heaven. Sometimes he just shortens it to kingdom. But he means the same thing there. And healing every disease and sickness among the people. So, he's formally teaching in the synagogue setting. He's proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God out and about. And he's healing people, healing every disease and sickness among the people. And again, this is where we see every disease. Now, does he just mean all kinds of diseases? We know he doesn't mean every single person who's sick in the entire land of Galilee is healed. No, but it's the general speaking of he healed a lot of people. Verse 24. Then the news about him spread throughout Syria. Syria is a big area. And as we'll see down in verse 25, there are a lot of people from a lot of places who are now coming to see him. So news does spread. It continues. So they brought to him all those who were afflicted. Those suffering from various diseases and intense pains, the demon-possessed, the epileptics, and the paralytics, and he healed them. So the news spreads, and the context here is not about his teaching and preaching, but about his healing. That's where you really get people. When they hear somebody who can heal things that can't necessarily be healed, people don't get over. They're going to flock for this healing and that's what the people are really coming for, is the healing. And it list several things. Suffering various diseases and intense pains. That's pretty generic. The demon-possessed, epileptics, and the paralytics. Now, demon-possessed, we understand that. Paralytics, that's a, a, an actual Greek word, those that are paralyzed. But the word that gets translated here is epileptics, literally is Moonstruck. They, at that time, didn't understand what epilepsy was, but the descriptions of it are people who have seizures. And some people believed it was associated with the moon, so it was called being moonstruck. And moon, luna, that's where some translations actually say lunatic. But it has something to do with seizures, so most modern translations say epilepsy. Now the word only occurs a couple of times here and in Matthew 17 where you have the, the man whose boy was having seizures and the disciples couldn't cast out the demon. It's also described in Mark 9 and Luke 9. There they don't use the word epilepsy, they use the word convulsions, which would be seizures. So it sounds like epilepsy, that's why modern translations say epileptic here. Sometimes it's caused by demons. Here, specifically, he listed as something separate from demonic possession. He says the demon-possessed and the epileptics. So, it may or may not be caused by demons. So, it is an issue, and that's where the description of it sounds like epilepsy. That's why they use the word epileptic here. And he healed them. So, people are bringing sick people People with all kinds of problems to Jesus and he heals them. And often Matthew speaks of people being healed from demon possession. Sometimes it's described as casting out demons, but Matthew often just describes it as being healed. Verse 25: Large crowds followed him from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. So this is a lot of places. Galilee, that's where he's been doing the ministry, that area to the north, north of Samaria. Samaria being between Judea and Galilee. The Decapolis, that's a series of ten cities. On the other side of the Jordan River, area about even with Galilee as far as north and south. Jerusalem is in Judea, but he mentions Jerusalem and Judea. Jerusalem because that's the capital city. That's the most important place. And then Judea would be the region around Jerusalem. And beyond the Jordan. Well, some of Galilee is beyond the Jordan. Decapolis is beyond the Jordan from Jerusalem. But beyond the Jordan is probably a a euphemism for the area south of the Decapolis, beyond the Jordan, which would be the area of Perea. So you've got a pretty big area here. One place he doesn't mention is Samaria. And Samaria is between Judea and Galilee. And that's probably because Jews and Samaritans don't get along with one another. And Matthew's speaking to a Jewish audience. Did Samarians come for the healing? I'm sure if they heard about it, they came. But Matthew doesn't mention it just because he's speaking to a Jewish audience. So, what we have here is the beginning of Jesus's teaching, preaching, and healing ministry. And the healing is getting the attention right now. Later, there'll be more attention on his teaching and preaching ministry, what he's actually saying, as he's got notoriety because of the actual healing. Next, we'll start into some of the content of the actual teaching ministry as we begin the Sermon on the Mount. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.